Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! We are in week three of December 2019. We are almost done with uh, this month. It's almost Christmas, two days. Uh, so, yeah, there's that. Uh, so, at this time of the year, it's usually pretty slow in the music world. So, we're not going to really have a ton to talk about here. But we're going to start with our Fearless Beer Review, then our Songs of the Week, then some new music and other happenings. But there's not really a lot of that. But then we're going to get into some Star Wars talk. We're bringing the Whoa. Best Bin Boys back for a little bit here. And uh, we're going to be uh, talking a little bit about the new movie, The Rise of Skywalker, and also re-rank our films, re-rank all the films, because that's what we do. We love to rank things. Sure. That's all we do on Asinine Radio is rank That's things. what our society likes. We, we, we like lists. We like ranking things. That's what we do. That's, that's exactly. what we like. Exactly. So thank you all for listening to uh, Asinine Radio. Stay tuned for the album of the week. If you're interested in that, we're doing the Far Side album. Bizarre, wait, what's it called again? Bizarre Ride Two. Bizarre Ride Two, the far. So stay tuned for that if you're interested. But uh, go to iTunes, go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at Asinine Radio. Thanks again for listening. Now, Jeff, let's just get into our fearless beer review. What do you have? Open my lunchbox here. I have this beer called Citrazona IPA. Okay, local, local, local like. boys. Yep. I'm okay. actually gonna I'm gonna pour it and then, I'm, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna say some facts. <laughs> okay. Well, I have oh. the uh, I have a beer from uh, the Alpine Beer Company. This one is called Windows Up India Pale Ale. Uh, don't know they're they're a fairly prominent brewery here in the United States. Uh, it was founded back in uh, 1999 in Alpine, California. And uh, they were they were actually bought out by Green Tree, wait not uh, what is it Green Flash Brewery, oh. back in two thousand two or two thousand three or two thousand two. So, is is Green Flash are they a craft brewery still or did they get bought out by somebody too? I couldn't really find like a definitive answer on it. I I'm pretty sure they're still craft, but according to my Untapped, if you go to like my worst beers I've ever had. Yeah. One of the very, very bottom ones is a Green Flash. Yeah, Green Flash, they don't have very good very good stuffs. Hopefully this, this Alpine Beer Company, yeah, they're still brewing quality beer, I hope, but, but we'll, we'll find out in just a few minutes or a few, yeah, a few moments. So what else you got on your beer, Jeff? It was their Blonde Ale from Green Flash, just because I was looking for oh. it real quick. I gave it a two out of five on Untapped. But um, yeah, Citrizona IPA. This is from a place called Barrios Brewing. They were founded kind of in 2006, but the guys that founded this brewery also brewed for a brewery called Gentle Ben's Brewing. They've been doing that since 91, but that was like a restaurant. They started brewing in 91 and then became so popular, they did Barrios Brewing. And now Barrios is the third biggest brewery in Arizona. Craft brewery. Oh, look at that. Craft brewery. That's impressive. There's four pieces yeah. out here, and that's owned by AB and Ben. Oh, ABV? Not ABV, fuck. ABI. ABI. There ABI. you go. Um, so my beer, too, my beer, this brewery, it says, too, that it's considered, like, the fifth most popular brewery in the United States, some shit Ooh. like that. I I don't know if I really believe that. Is that craft, or is that... It must be craft, because there's no way it could be big beer, but yeah, that's that's what I read. Even like the fifth the fifth biggest craft brewery, if you think of like Sierra Nevada or Sam that's Adams. way bigger. Stone, Firestone, like oh, they, this is the fifth one, really? I don't know. That sounds weird. Yeah, it does It does seem a little strange. Uh, so my my beer, the Windows Up IPA, it's 7.7, it's 7% ABV. Uh, the IBU are is 41. Uh, they do sell it year-round in 12-ounce uh, bottles, cans, as well as draft. And it says on the label, 
Windows Up is a single IPA made with mosaic and citra hops. It pours a hazy straw color and is topped with bright white beer foam. Piney aromas mingle with fruity notes while hints of citrus fruit and, and an overall lingering resinous quality lend a touch of complexity to this dank IPA. Dank, bruh. Yeah, it says take one down, pass it around. <laughs> does it really say yeah. that? <laughs> it does say it, yeah. That's cool. You don't hear that too uh, often, huh? People no, don't say that anymore. Not really anymore, no. Oh. But you ready, you ready to try this one? Yeah. Try our beers? All right, here we go. Okay. Okay. Mm. Oh, my, mine is um a little bit malty, but like a nice amount of malt for like a like a cold night. Like this is like a perfect night to drink this kind of beer. <laughs> perfect night. That's why I wanted to get I wanted to get like a hoppy beer because it's been pretty chilly here in uh, Southern California on this during this uh, middle of December. But I think it's probably chilly everywhere in the middle of December now. Yeah, more than likely. No, not like if you go south of the hemisphere. Oh, okay, sorry. South I, should, southern hemisphere. I think everywhere in the United States is probably chilly in December. Could be. It's possible. I've been there everywhere in the past week. Oh, have you? Yeah. It also says on the uh, if, if on Beer Advocate, it says under notes for this beer, formerly hop boxed, then unboxed. What? I don't know what that means. Hop box? Really... Like hop box, but hop? Hop, yeah, like hop boxed instead of hop. Box. Oh. No idea what that even means. But what, what, do you, what do you give your beer? What do you rate this one out of our three-point rating system? Well, well, going into this, um, the, a, lot, a lot of people were saying this has a six or a three-point-six on Untapped and an eighty-seven on Beer Advocate. If that means anything to anybody. Six-point-six percent, seventy IBUs, and is brewed with Citra, Mosaic, and Simcoe hops. So going into this. A lot of people were saying that this is very fruity. It's um, there's a strong tangerine flavor, kind of on the front end, but um, it's not as fruity as I thought it was going to be. And I think it's I think it's solid. It's good. It's that's a good thing though. Yeah, yeah. On uh, on Beer Advocate, they gave it an overall score of 91 um, out of 100, obviously, and the average score is 4.11 out of five so i mean it's it has a lot of good reviews on on beer advocate i didn't see untapped but whatever and it says it's uh i guess oh it it's ranked number 3179 out of all the beers on on beer advocate 3000 3179 that's where it's that's not bad yeah it really isn't and it's ranked number 23 as an american ipa style that's so what beer is this the Alpine, the Alpine Beer Company's Windows Up IPA. Dang, that's not that's all those all those stats you're given are not bad, Tyler. They're not bad. They're not bad at all. We, I mean, we're all about stats, and those are good stats. Yeah. So we like good stats. Yeah, we're statmen. Bad stats are good too, but good stats are better than all bad stats, stats are good, right? That's true. All that's stats are point. fun. All stats are fun. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so, what would you rate yours? Because I, I got my rating ready to go. I'm gonna give it. Let me give it a um, 2.25. 2.25. Solid, yeah. solid rating with our yeah. beer point rating system. So if you don't know, three is a perfect beer. Two is a good beer. You're going to continue to drink. One is a bad beer, but you should at least try it once. And zero is just hot trash, hot garbage. Sewage water, essentially. Sewage um, water. And I'm going to give mine I'm gonna give mine a 2.25 as well. I, I'll definitely come back to it. Maybe I, I might give it a higher ranking later. I don't know. It's possible, but where is Alpine, California? Do you know? Mm, I would assume it's my, by Mount Shasta, probably. Is it? I don't know. I kind of like to go to the brewery, and I like to try more of their beers. I've never had any of them, but they look like they have some pretty solid stuff. And I don't know. It it's, al- good. it's always weird because California is not only long, but it's also a little bit wide. Yeah. It's, it's, well, I was way off. So Alpine, California is like... 30 minutes east of San Diego. Oh, what? <laughs> it's so close. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, wow, so like okay. all these, all of, all the cities that you kind of know of are pretty much off of like the five freeway. Okay. But then if you get like really, really north, like up in like Redding, and then pretty much anywhere east, like if you cut California hot dog style down the middle, anything <laughs> to like the east would be stuff that you really don't, you don't really ever hear of, you know? Yeah, that's true. But wow, Alpine, California is that close, huh? Yeah. You can get there in like an hour. Huh. Ooh, it's they a have small a city, too. Looks like what? 
It's a smaller city too. Yeah, I mean, I I must be. I've never heard of it, and it's so close. But um, it looks like they. I'm looking through some of their their beers that they have. Let's see here. Some it says the other beers. They have a um, an American barley wine style ale called that's just called Good. So I'm interested in trying. That. <laughs> it's called Good. Yeah, they have a they have a whiskey barrel aged barley wine style ale. That one's called Great. Uh, then they have a German lager, which I'm very. They have two. Yeah, no, yeah, they have one German lager that sounds really good because I love German lagers. It's called Achtung. Uh, that one sounds good. Um, from Robin and Men yeah, Tights. Just, yeah, exactly. Yeah, from Robin and Men Tights. Uh, they they have a, a varying uh, seasonal beers as well. But yeah, they Achtung. look look like they have a pretty solid lineup of beer. I'd like to go there and try it out. Good stuff, man. Well, now you know where it's at. Good find for me. <laughs> Great find for me. Jeez. Pat my brewery's in uh, my brewery's in Tucson. So I'm not Have gonna go down there? there. No. How far, wait, how far is Tucson? I think it's like an hour, hour and a half. That's not that bad. No, but everyone I hear talk about Tucson to say it's like dirt and <laughs> run down and old and grimy. That's lame. I would like to go to Tombstone though. That's almost to Tucson. Why? Why One Tombstone? Day. Well, they have a really good brewery down there, Tombstone Brewing, and Tombstone, like the the OK Corral, Tombstones, mm-hmm. right? Okay, yeah. Like the Gunslingers, and this one, Wyatt Earp, and everybody faced off. You never okay. seen the movie Tombstone? I have seen the movie Tombstone, but I remember nothing Fucking from it. I remember really nothing from it. Talking to crickets over here. Chirp, chirps. I know. Oh, man. Well, anyway. Yeah, Jeff and I both gave our beers a 2.25 out of three. So that's solid. Solid, solid stuff. Uh, I guess now we can... Do you, do you have anything else to say about your beer? Oh, I didn't read... I, I did find some... Actual, I did actually find some uh, some reviews on my beer. Um, and I just don't know why people talk like this. <laughs> this, this guy... This fucking Sky. guy. This guy. Uh, named El Nopa... Hmm. El Nopalero on June 3rd of this year, 2019, gave it a 3.93 out of 5. Very specific. Uh, <laughs> it pours a classic caramel-tinged tan manila. Okay. Some old and some new, hop-wise with a melon note undercut by some pivy citrus and pine dry bitter finish. Pivy? Now, yeah, that's that's just a lot of words. Like, that was a pivy. P-I-T-H-Y? Pivy? Pivy, pivy? I don't know. But there are a lot of words there, a lot of words I don't like. Uh, <laughs> Too many adjectives. Yeah, just a classic caramel tinged tan manila. Okay, cool. You could have just said it. How, that's like not classic. <laughs> I know. <laughs> what, like, what could you possibly think of of a classic anything that, that is that specific <laughs> color? This guy's an idiot. Uh, and then some old and new, some old and some new hopwise with a melon note undercut by some pivy citrus and pine. Stupid idiot. Fucking El Napolero. El Napolero. Yeah. El Nopolero. El Nopolero. Another one I found was from a guy named Raul Mendesi in November of 2018. I find that I like this beer. Initial thoughts are now are how dry it is. No, I don't think Sahara, but more like Zac Efron after rehab. And with that dryness are light San Diego hops like Tony Gwynn stretching a single into a double. Dang. Yep. This is the Padres of beer. Not a championship winner, but a what? The Padres suck. Never mind. So, I like that. That was a good one. I, I, I kind of picked pick that one out for you because we talked about baseball. So I also found yeah. out what pie the, pie the is. Biv. What it, it what what pithy is? So pithy uh, contains a lot of pith, and I think it's pithy possibly. <laughs> so pith is the spongy white tissue lining the rind of an orange, lemon, and other citrus fruits. Wow. So is he saying that beer tastes like shit? That's pretty much what he's trying to say. Yeah. I didn't know that actually had a, a name. I didn't know either, but I mean, I guess everything has a name or a word. That's true. Yeah, that just nobody uses that because it's such a stupid fucking word. Pith. The only pretentious jerk offs use that word. Pith. Uh, I guess I should have known that Pith. that this is from San Diego because this last review does mention San Diego a couple times. So 
Not my favorite San Diego beer, but that's for sure. As a San Diego native, we have better than this by far, but it does have a very interesting flavor and transition. Mouthfeel is on point. Smell is trash. Not good at all. The look in the glass <laughs> is good. Clean copper with butt white lacing. What? But yeah, overall, it falls a bit short because it has a long, strange transition from apple juice sweet to bitter. It takes like 10 seconds. And again, the smell is just trash. Won't be buying again, but it's an interesting one. If you're bored of normal IPAs, try it. But white from, lacing. Yeah, but white lacing. The hell is that? So I found out what lacing was last week. I asked Mike and he confirmed it. It's it's what it's like the white stuff on the inside of your glass as you've been drinking the beer. Ah. Apparently that that signifies that it's like a good beer. What is butt but have, white? I don't know what butt white means. Maybe just like a really white butt because it never sees any sun. That's, oh, that's my only old, connection. It's a little racy, don't you think? It is a little bit. That, that's from Timon. Timon uh, and Pumbaa? <laughs> Timon and Pumbaa. That's from uh, December. This is from last week, actually, December 13th, twenty. Oh, wow. Pith? He gave it a, after all that bitching about it, he gave it a four out of five. Oh, shithead. What an idiot. Yeah. That word so, pith those are some, reminds me of, of like Mike Tyson saying why well, he's pissed. I'm, I'm so pissed. I'm pissed. I'm, I'm pissed. pissed. pissed me off. <laughs> Oh, silliness. Oh, man. So, yeah, that, those are some uh, some idiot reviews I found for my beer. My beer only had but six reviews, and, and all of them were just fine. Not annoying like, like these people? Not pithy reviews like this guy? <laughs> not overly pretentious and not stupid enough for me to, <laughs> to, to even talk, to about. talk about. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess that means we can get into the um, our next segment, right? Does it sound good? Yeah. Sound good to you? All yeah. right. All right. Well, we can get Ooh. into our songs of the week now. Ooh. Right, right. We can get into our songs of the week. We decided to go a little bit Christmas here uh, as Christmas is two days away. Uh, so let's just jump right into it. I, I brought two songs to the table. Jeff brought one. So I guess we'll start with me. Because Do your I'm worst more, one first. I, my worst one first? Yeah, there's definitely Ooh. a worst one. Ah, they're both good, but... They're not both good. I'm going to go with, with the worst one, but it's still good. So I, I I'm gonna go with uh, the waitresses. What? <laughs> you think that's <laughs> the worst versus one? It's a good song. You're an idiot. That's the best one. The worst one is the Jimmy World one. That's the worst one. It's not the worstest one. It it's is the not worstest society well, song that you picked for sure. So I this is the waitresses. I had never known who this who sung this song until today, and I was surprised. I just I don't know. I didn't expect this like '80s indie pop kind of band, but. The song is really good. I, I, it's so damn good, right? I was like in the it? same boat. I, I always just thought this was like, every time I heard the song, I always thought that, oh, maybe this is like an old like 50s or 60s group that they re-recorded and made it, like they mastered it better. Like I had no idea yeah. it was as recent as it was, nor did I See, know who this was. I've only I've always ever heard it as, as like a bumper, mu- as bumper music for uh, like KFI or like talk radio. They always play this song like around the holidays. Like so right now they good. Are. It's a really good song. It's a fantastic song. So here's a, here's a bit of the song. If you guys haven't heard it, and even if you have, enjoy yourselves.
Oh, it's so fucking good. That's the waitresses and their song Christmas rapping. Ooh, something is that's a banger. For the first time in this podcast history, something has happened this week. What has happened this week? And what has happened this week was I came in knowing what my favorite Christmas song was. And that's what my pick was. Just because I was kind of pressed for time. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to throw because I. This is how I kickstart like, my Christmas listening is always with the song. And I end it with my pick. Mm-hmm. But not anymore. Like, this, is this your new favorite Christmas yeah. song? Yep. Oh, my God. This song is unbelievable. Christmas rap. It is a really. Is unbelievable. It has, it's a fantastic It has everything that you would like from like a Christmas song and just like an overall catchy song. Yeah, and that bass line, I'm sure you'd love that bass oh, line. Oh, it's too. so squirrely and oh, it's delicious. <laughs> yeah. It's really, really great. I didn't want to talk. I'd so. skip everything and go right into the album of the week or something because I don't want to talk <laughs> about anything else. Let's talk about your pick real quick. Okay. That kind of rhymed, huh? That was cool. Let's talk about your pick real quick. Yeah, let's do it. So what do you got? Yeah, so my... um. My my pick is Reliant K, and they did a, a cover of Sleigh Ride. Um, Reliant K is a pop punk band from Ohio, and they've been around since '98. That seemed like a long time. That sounds about right. No, I they are they, sounds about right. Yeah, they're like a, a pop punk Christian band, I guess. If you want to get super specific, but I, I could have sworn they were like I don't know, I guess mid 2000s or 2002, three. No, but whatever. That, that's them. They got eight albums plus this one, and this this song. Sleigh Rides from their uh, their Christmas cover album, which is called Let It Snow, Baby, Let It Reindeer. Get it? <laughs> I do. That's clever. So here it is. Reliant K. Sleigh Ride. Come on, it's lovely weather for a sleigh ride together with you. Outside the snow is falling and friends are calling you Come on, it's lovely weather for a sleigh ride together song this is this is a really good song well it is it is uh and you just agreed with me but prior to me playing this Reliant k song but i was gonna say the song would be a lot better if it didn't like pick up like it's i the like part. The, the way they were going no it's not the best part like the, like the baseline no. still continues out through the slow and the fast and it's got the perfect pop punk vibe to it and in the beginning it's slow it's just it's just a good song it is no, it, it is a very good song, but just still wish it hadn't picked up like that. But it's fine. An interesting I mean, fact. All right. An interesting fact about the original composer Leroy Anderson, who 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 composed the song in 1948. Uh, it had no lyrics, and later on, like years later, somebody added lyrics to it. But John Williams said that Leroy Anderson was uh, one of the great American masters of light orchestral music. Oh, okay. So look at that. Yeah, look at that. Our boy John That's Williams respects John uh, Williams. the writer of Sleigh Ride, the singer one of, of the, Reliant one K. One of the greatest. No, no not, not <laughs> the singer from Reliant K, you knucklehead. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm going to confuse people here. 
Uh, so I guess this leads me leads into my the, my final pick. The worst here. for last. Who saves the worst for last? Well, this is not the worst. You literally so. just like ate all. I your really pizza don't know why you saved don't. your green beans for like dessert. <laughs> like that's how stupid this. This makes no sense. Like you saved this worst. I don't know why last. you don't like this. It's like you you all of a sudden stopped liking Jimmy World. It's true. It's true. It happened like overnight. It's so weird. It. I don't understand. I it. know. I, I still like Clarity. Such a, such a world head, but now not, now you're not. But but even like Bleed American just hasn't aged that well for me. Man, that's crazy. I know. I don't know what's wrong. Well, here's Jimmy World and their uh, their cover of Wham's uh, Last Christmas. It's a banger. Jimmy World and their cover of Last Christmas by Wham. Wait. So what is it about this that you don't like? It's just I'm boring. so curious. Huh. That that's just, I just don't understand you sometimes. I just I don't get it. I mean the song itself kind of has this like hear you me but faster vibe to it. Yeah. So it's not like awful, awful, but besides just like the Vox, there's not a whole lot there that screams Jimmy World to me. All right, everyone out there, we are done with our songs of the week. And because there's really nothing going on in the music world, because it is the end of December, uh, we have nothing to talk about there. So, But we are going to talk about some Star Wars. We're going to talk a little bit about The Rise of Skywalker, and we're also going to rank our movies. Uh, so I guess we can rank our movies first and then talk about The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Sound good? All right. Well, this is the Bespin Boys. <laughs> Is there better music out there than what we're hearing right now? What? In Star Wars, there's no, there's no like oh, better music in the world than the music from Star Wars. It is perfect music. It is. It's a perfect intro to just every single movie you watch, just the entire lore of Star Wars, and it gets stuck in your head forever. And perfectly composed by the guy who made Sleigh Ride. <laughs> oh, John Williams. But it really is like even like objectively, it's it's like still one of the the greatest like pieces of music ever. Like all of the Star Wars music. Yeah, it's up there with like it's remarkable Beethoven and Mozart and John Williams. Oh yeah. John Williams. Oh yeah. Booth. What? Let's do let's do best to worst. Best to worst. Yeah. Wow, we never do that. I know. That's that's new territory for me. Just because I feel like I have more negative things to say about the worst ones than I do positive things to say about the best ones. Okay, fair enough, fair na, enough. Not mean, not mean. Not mean, yeah. We can do that. Okay, so let's let's go. Let's start. What's your favorite Star Wars movie? I, I wish I would have number one. I wish I would have keep, kept, keep, I wish I would have kept track of my previous rankings because I don't know how this, how it, like, it, it compares to the old ones. But so We can try to guess after. Also, before you start, 
Are we throwing Rogue One and Solo in here? Yeah. Okay, good. I'm okay, good. Yeah. <sighs> oh, okay. Music in the back. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's so dramatic. <laughs> okay, so still for me, my, my favorite one, and it almost changed. It almost changed this year, but I'm still going with Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. And How did it almost change? It almost changed because the next two flip-flopped constantly. Okay. So my top three kind of like went back. My top three kind of went back and forth a lot. And then my next two flip-flopped constantly. But Return of the Jedi is still my favorite. I think it just has everybody at their best. And later on, I'll talk about how much I don't really like Alec Guinness that much. Is that, is that bad? Should I not say that? That is pretty bad. So, but I can't believe you just said that. I know, but but this movie just has everybody like at their best, and and even Yoda I liked in this movie. Those are fighting words, man. I don't even everybody like Yoda. at their best. Oh man, those are some real fighting words. Ah uh, man, so I guess should we move on to my number one? Yeah, what's your number one? Do you think it changed? No. Yeah, no, it didn't change. Uh, it's <laughs> Return of the Jedi. <laughs> Return of the Jedi is the greatest Star Wars movie. And I'm going to get crazy and say it is the greatest movie ever made. Like, there's no movie better than Return of the Jedi. And a lot of you naysayers out there what about call the me graphics, stupid. Tyler? What about call the CGI, Tyler? Yeah, a friend of the pod, Ryan, um, from the Ryan, he, uh, I, I got in a fight with him today. He was saying that the, the, the special effects in Return of the Jedi are, look very dated, especially compared to the other two uh, original trilogy movies. And... I was like, name a specific part, and he couldn't come up with a specific part. I think he was just like racking his brain trying to think of something. And they finally came up with the part where on, where they're on Endor, and Han, Chewie, and Leia, they, they break into the, the shield generator base. And they, uh, they're like in the background, you see like a bunch of like electrical fields in the back. And you know, she, he said that looks like really bad and like takes him out of the movie, this and that. And then I brought up the point, like, what about like the Tauntauns? On Empire Strikes Back, in Empire Strikes Back, or the the worm creature in the asteroid field, or going back to A New Hope, you just have a lot of shoddy special effects, but none of it takes you out of the movie. No, it's, it doesn't. It's great for the time. He was just trying to get me all riled up, which it kind of did. I mean, you, you like you can acknowledge that something is bad or something is just not that great or hasn't held up, but to say it takes you out of a movie is that's that's stretching it. Yeah, very much so. And like Jedi, and people, it's just one of those what? movies where like nothing, like I like I specifically in the movie if you take it apart like nothing is perfect like nothing about the movie is absolutely perfect but as a whole as a team it comes together and becomes the perfect movie it does and it has honestly it has one of the coolest most dangerous villains of any movie in any in any, in history with the emperor palpatine cuz he's straight evil even even with his backstory in the prequel trilogy He's still evil. He's just straight fucking evil, and he's manipulative, and he's an awful, awful human. So, I, I don't know. I just there's so many things, and then the, I think it's the the best lightsaber duel between Vader and Luke. Uh, the Ewoks. I don't mind the Ewoks. They're they're cute little things, and they're vicious. They they help take down the Empire because they're wildly you know, un you know, underrated. I guess you could say. Yeah. And it's the true David versus Goliath story. It's great. So it is. So that's that's Return of the Jedi for you. Good stuff. The uh the greatest movie of all time. So what do you got for number two? Number two, again, these flip flop back and forth a lot. But n- my number two <laughs> is, is Rogue One. Uh really? Yeah. I just I still think this is one of the better Star Wars movies. I I love the protagonist and I love that. She's just kind of like lost and then kind of finds her way. And that's how we meet her rather than already, wow. already meeting somebody who already kind of knows what they want. Like a lot of the, a lot of the Star Wars stars we meet and they're already kind of established. Like we meet her and she's like completely clean. She has like a blank piece of paper and we don't mm-hmm. even meet her until a good portion into the movie. And that's something else True. we don't ever really see that much. And above all, this movie gave us like the first real look into like what the rebellion was and ha- what they did to survive. Yeah, and kind of how ragtag they were. Damn, that's a good movie. All right. Well, that's definitely not my number two. That's part of my number um, million because it's not the old trilogy. Num- so number million. Uh, number my my number two ranking is uh, 
the original A New Hope. Of course. I mean, it for uh, forever it was it was Empire Strikes Back, but the last couple of years, man, there's something about A New Hope that's just so charming and so like kind of raw and gross and dirty looking about it. But I love it. I just I love how honest that movie is on so many levels and you could just get it introduced to some of the greatest characters in movie history. It's true. It's just—it's a fantastic movie, and it's, it was truly revolutionary. It was so new; nobody's ever seen anything like it before. Nothing like it. Nothing like it. But uh, so yeah, that's my number two is a new hope. Okay, I can go on and on for that. My number three is a new hope. There you go. <laughs> it's a damn fine film, but again, I mean, I just—I don't really like Alec Guinness that much. So, hey, I want to know why. I want to figure this out. Why? First, I think he's a shitty actor. I don't think he, uh, I, just like all the things that you read, how he didn't even like doing it. It's just like, then why the fuck are you even here? Get out of here. Yeah, that's a good point. Just he bothers me, and he just all the cool characters in the Star Wars lore. He never gets better. He's the same shitty actor who doesn't give a fuck in Jedi as he is in New Hope. He bothers me. Yeah, he doesn't really grow in these <laughs> these three <laughs> movies at all. But damn, a New but Hope no, he has should. it all. I mean, he's an old dude. Got drinking, fighting, love, lust, space battles. <laughs> really bad CGI job of the hut. Well, oh, so you watch the Disney ones? I mean, I'd have to go back and watch my old VHS tapes to watch the originals. Yeah, or no, the DVDs that Best Buy sold back in the '04. The one in the tin, right? Yeah, yeah, the one in the tin. I was I I started watching the Disney one, but then that job of the hut scene came up. I was like, God damn it! And so then I got up and put the DVDs in. Probably like once or twice a year, I'll watch the original cuts on those DVDs. But out of convenience, I just watched them on Disney. Disney Plus. Yeah. It is really convenient. Uh, so, so my number three is The Empire Strikes Back. Um, it, I mean, this is a perfect movie right here. It's fantastic. Um, I mean, all the scenes on Dagobah are just flawless. The... The battle between Luke and Vader, I think, is just so emotional. And then finding out that Vader's father is just... Now, now, because I've seen the movie a thousand times, literally, like, probably a thousand times, I don't have that same reaction. But I'm just thinking how, like, people watching it for the first time and remembering myself when I when I heard that, I just... It's, it's crazy. It's just so crazy. You're so invested in these goddamn characters. But, so yeah, that's my, uh, that's my number three. Okay. It's Empire Strikes Back. Number three for you. Number four for me is Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> this is, uh, this is I, I agree, this is a perfect movie. This has some phenomenal set pieces. And just the differences between all of the big planets that we see, Hoth and Bespin and Dagobah, how they're all just colored differently and just everything is so different. It's such, it's so amazing. And the fighting sequences are just as good in this movie as we saw in like Rise of Skywalker. They're just as great. Yeah. And that twist with Vader and Luke, that's like arguably one of the biggest twists of all time in movie history. No, and really it is. still kills me. It still gives me goosebumps. <laughs> oh, it's so fantastic. I love it. My favorite scene of all Star Wars history is in this movie. And that's when Yoda lifts up the X-Wing for Luke to see. Oh, yeah. You've always He's, talked I about can't that believe thing. it. That's why you fail. That is why you fail. Damn, Gina. <laughs> it's funny, too, because when I was watching this movie, Renee popped in. As Vader was uh, telling Luke that he's his father, and, and even Renee didn't realize that the quote is often misquoted. Oh, all the time. And so when he said it, she's like, "Wait, what?" I was like, "Oh yeah, there you go, there you yep. go, Joe." It's it's one of those uh, Mandela effects. Mandela effects things. things. Yep. Yep. So this is where I think our rankings are really going to go off the rails between the two of us. This is your, num- this is your number four, epic. right? Yeah, this is my number four. Um, this really, I think, at this point, is a knee-jerk reaction, but it's episode nine, the rise of Damn. Skywalker. <laughs> Number four. <laughs> it's I don't know. It, I, like I said, this is more than likely a knee-jerk reaction, but I've only seen it once, and I really enjoyed myself. I had a blast watching it. I'd very, I have very few complaints with the movie. Just and the stuff I have is pretty minor, and I accept like the bad plot holes and the convenience of like where the story went because I had such a good time watching it. So, yeah, The Rise of Skywalker is where I'm that at That is right unbelievable. Now. Number, Number four. four. I mean, you are yeah, crazy. more than likely it's going to go down. You are insane. We'll I know. My number I five. Was, I, was, I was impressed. My number five is Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> you 
you are the biggest shithead I've ever known. <laughs> yeah, my number five is Rise of Skywalker uh, for all of the same reasons. There was just, <laughs> I mean, there was a lot was of so things much to pick apart here, but overall, I'm like, I had a blast. I had a good time. Yeah, and it wasn't like uh, the the comedy, the sarcasm was was just right. Wasn't over the top. The characters I, I hated from the first two films, I I liked. They were they were good to great in this one, especially Finn. Like he was the biggest improvement to me, even though he was still a pretty big idiot because he was constantly following Ray when clearly she does not give two shits about him. <laughs> but that's that's a whole other story. But yeah, no, it's it's a it's a great movie. I enjoyed myself. Okay. So suck on that, losers. Suck on that, losers. All right. So now so, now we're getting to kind of the bottom half of the Star Wars universe. This is five, right? This is six for me. Yeah, this, this will be six for you, too. No. Yeah, three, four, five. No. Yeah, this is six. I had Jedi, Rogue One, New Hope, Empire, Rise of Skywalker, and now I'm on to my six. Why am I on? No, because you, you, you haven't said your five yet. I said my five was Rise of Skywalker. Now you say your five. Oh, no, my four was Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, and now my five is Rise of Skywalker. So now what is your five? Oh, that's right. Yeah, duh. Fuck, man, I'm all over Counting's the place. Counting's tough. Ah, so tough. So my five is uh, the Force Awakens. Oh, it is the four. I forgot. I because I forgot you put Rogue One in there, so that threw me off. But yeah, the Force Awakens is uh, is my number five. Uh, it's it does have its its shit moments, like with BB-8 doing the thumbs up and all of Finn, Captain Phasma, most of Poe Dameron. I hated, uh, but you know it was saved by some of the nostalgia, and it was saved especially by Ray and Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren was one of the highlights of all of the the sequel trilogy for me. I thought Kylo was great. Kylo was really good. But yeah, so that was my uh that, that's my number 5 is, is The Force Awakens. Okay. Number 6, baby. 6 for what do you people. Got? Solo. Solo is my number 6. <laughs> okay. I'll just say Solo is my number 6 as well because the same. Okay, Solo by number six. This one was close to the my next two as well. Um, I just I thought it was a really cool origin story. I, I thought it was solid. I I think we briefly spoke about it, but I think the actor that played Han did a lot of the same little minor nuances in his mannerisms that, that Harrison Ford had done. And mm. secondly, it's just a cool heist movie. It, it is. was cool. It's a, it was a blast. I, it was a blast watching this movie. There are shitty plot holes in this one too. But once again, you know, the characters, except for one of the characters, it was just so bad. Like, one of the worst characters Who? of all time. L3? Think that's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The droid? One of the worst characters ever. Like, in any movie was franchise. Just, was, she was awful. She, she was too much. Like, if they toned it back, or just, like, let you see when she was fighting in the ring, or, like, telling the other robots not to fight in the ring, and then left it at that for the rest of the movie, that would have been kind of funny. But then the whole like love affair subplot that she thought that Lando had with her. Like that was unnecessary and dumb. Yeah. Did not like that. It was, it was awful, but, but other than that, yeah, uh, I liked Han Solo in this one. It was, it was well done. I mean, I I just, obviously you're not going to get as good as Harrison Ford. That's just plain and simple, but this guy did a great job. It really wasn't that bad. So good on him. So yeah, the solo was my number Six, five, six, six. Six. Counting's hard, like I said. So what do you got for number seven? My number seven is Force Awakens. Um, that was one of the later movies I watched in our Star Wars marathon. And Finn actually doesn't get horrible until pretty deep into the movie. And so he's not obnoxious until almost like half the film. And so the, no, for, for the first half of the film, he's okay. He's not bad. When you first meet him as a stormtrooper, he's great. Absolutely fantastic. And then when he takes off his helmet and Captain Phasma, you know, is, just, is chewing him out. Like, he's still great there. When he first meets Poe and he's kind of hiding who he is and, like, his intentions. But then he's like, I just need a pilot. And so that's cool. Then when he first meets Ray, that's even kind of cool. But from there, but on downhill. the Falcon, that's when he starts to go downhill. But that's already, like, 30 minutes in. That's not halfway through, but that's okay. Well, I stretch a little bit. <laughs> I know. You love to stretch. So, so, but other than that, I mean, Kylo Ren is at his best in the beginning of this movie. It is unbelievable yeah. how cool he was. And I remember watching this movie in theaters. I think we all watched it together too. Yeah, we did. And it was just, dude, we all had that. Just like, wow, this is like the coolest bad guy we've seen possibly ever. Like, this was the He's coolest, so inter- like the coolest introduction we've seen from any kind of villain. It was amazing. I wouldn't go that far, but 
Dude, it was so great. Okay. Then he stops that blast bolt from Poe. That part was pretty cool. Yeah, that's that so rad. Cool. And he's just so he's so disgusting that he just orders everybody just to kill the villagers, just kill them, fuck them. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think like nobody's ever done that. Just straight up killed innocent people with that like, like that monotone voice box too. Zero remorse whatsoever. Yeah. Oh, he was so good. And then he kills Han. Oh my god, dude! I I just can't believe it. I I just. I remember watching it in the theater, and I just in my mind I'm thinking, "Don't, don't kill him, don't kill him." I just, and then I, I was truly, truly shocked <laughs> that that he that Han died or that Kylo killed him, and it just, it, it's just, God damn, man, that was rough. That was are, rough for me. Are you more shocked that Han died or that Kylo killed him? It was more that Han died. Yeah, me too. That's what it was because I, he's he's such a beloved character to me, and and I have such a deep connection with these goddamn movies. And to see one of like your somebody you've truly like liked as a character growing up and till now, it's just to see him die like that. It was just rough. But even something so. like that. So in in movies generally, right? Like the good, like the best person, or like the like all the good people die young, right? Like like people that shouldn't die usually die and get hurt and stuff. And and kind of like the douchebags and the antiheroes, they usually last a long time. Yeah. But Han did it. Like, he was like the first big one to die. Yeah, he really was. Yep. Ballsy. Okay, so my next pick, uh, I'm going with Rogue One. The only reason why Rogue One is so low is because it's not fun. Like there's no there's no like fun action. It's it's serious, which is good, but that's not I don't know, it just comparing it to everything else, there's no adventure. There's just like everybody's really bummed out and pissed off. And it works in some movies and it did work in this one. Just it's not what I really just comparing it to other Star Wars movies. It's not fair because it should be higher up. But with everything else and the adventure of everything, I I have to put it this low. Okay. But it's still a great movie. And I mean, there's some great moments and even having Vader come back and and a lot of people shit on on Tarkin CGI. I didn't think Tarkin was that bad. Leia was awful. But Tarkin CGI wasn't that bad. Lady just looked like a ghost. Yeah, she looked. Dude, you're playing Duel of Fates over here when we're talking. What is going on? You can't. (laughs) You cannot just like sit back and listen to that song and not get excited or pumped up. But yeah, you're right. Tarkin Tarkin wasn't that bad. I just had a problem with. I don't know. Like, if you're gonna do that, then just why not just have Tarkin stare off out of the Death Star and then just show the reflection on there. Like you can still kind of get that effect, and even more so, Tarkin just straight turning his back constantly on Krennic would be even more powerful than Tarkin turning around and addressing him face to face. Yeah, it would have. I would have liked just less of it. I didn't mind it, I just wanted a lot less of it. Yeah, I can understand that, definitely. So, so what's my, your next pick? My next pick is actually Phantom Menace. So is mine. So Perfect. Is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, I think so. I should have numbered them instead of bullet pointed. <laughs> So Phantom Menace is my number Perfect eight. with the music that's playing. Yeah, right too. that's why I was getting super excited. But even though Jake Lloyd is possibly like the worst, horrible, absolute terrible child actor of all time, there's some really cool aspects to this movie. The music's mm-hmm. phenomenal. There's arguably the second best lightsaber battle ever coming out of this movie. I think it's the second best, yeah. I, and, I, I'm with you on that. And even like the pod racing scene, that's not as bad as I remember. It's not terrible. No. Not at all. It, it's actually pretty exciting. Now, I, I don't know why. I think the only reason why I didn't like it as a kid was because everyone else was saying it was shit. But it's really, it's it's kind of an exciting moment. Like, the there's a lot of good suspense and the music and the soundscape. And it's just, it's a great, great chase. It's fun. There, there are I mean, some things. Jar Jar like, Binks is bad, too. But. Jar Jar Binks is absolutely terrible. But then I re- like Jar Jar Binks was supposed to be like a wise sage, right? And Anakin was going to be a little bit older. But all that was kind of thrown out. And like this started George Lucas in his phase where he was super into like CGI at the time and yeah. over like script writing and, and overall direction. And I think that's what this movie. Because it started off pretty cool when Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon are, are actually not going to the negotiations, but going into a trap. Like that whole scene, that whole sequence was pretty cool. It was fun. It was exciting. Yeah, I agree. But then they immediately meet Jar Jar. And Jar Jar is just an absolute moron. And he's, it's so bad. He's it's so awful. awful. But so is Jake Lloyd. Yeah. 
But there are some classic lines that we still quote to this day as adults. The two oh. biggest being, there's always a bigger fish. That reminds me, yeah. So, like, even when I was watching it now, right, there's always a bigger fish. Every time the Jedi think they've won, there's always a bigger fish, mm-hmm. right? Palpatine is the biggest fish. And every time they think they've defeated Palpatine, he comes back. There's always a bigger fish. Was that what Qui-Gon was saying? Because he says it That's twice. That's exactly what he was saying. Yep. The same fish saves him twice. Yep. That's what it is. My hatred for Qui-Gon is dwindling. Qui-Gon's much much better than you th- than most people think. I'll give I him mean, credit for. I don't know about that. I don't know about much, but he's a little bit better. He was, you know, he was he was he had a pretty progressive mind compared to most Jedi. Wasn't that true? And he possibly ruined the the fate of the whole galaxy. But he didn't. So, cost the lives of billions of people on various but he planets. Didn't. No, because if you believed in destiny and fate, it would have happened regardless. Got him. Uh, also, another classic line: "Anakin, drop." Oh yeah, that's one yeah, of the that's things. constantly used by within our group of friends. But but, but like, if you notice too, it's kind of a dick thing. Like he is clearly running faster than than Anakin. And Anakin even says like, "Mr. Qui Gon, wait." <laughs> oh, that's true. Like, what an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Like, if he sensed Darth Maul was coming, he would have already raided to Obi-Wan to help or turned around and faced off, right? Like, was he just, like, straight trying to leave Anakin? Or was this his first test to see if Anakin could feel Darth Maul? I don't know. Maybe it was his first test. I don't know. Making excuses for Qui-Gon. That's what we do. (laughs) I know. Um, So let's get into our bottom three, the bottom Bottom feeders of the Star Wars universe. Uh, What do you got for number three? Or Number number nine? Nine. Number nine for me is Revenge of the Sith. Me too. Um, we agree here. Even though I think that battle with Obi-Wan and Anakin is, is something that we had been waiting for for like 30 years. Mm-hmm. And it was really cool. The rest of the movie is just, it's not trash. It's not terrible. It's just like, eh, whatever. Like this, this is it, really? There was too much comedy. There was horrible writing. And somehow, like this movie made the Jedi seem goofy. Fucking goofy. Yeah. <laughs> You know, this this movie has always been higher in my rankings, like much higher in the rankings, but my last viewing of it last year, two weeks ago, and it's just the first 33 minutes, literally 33 minutes of the movie is just just bad. It's straight bad. Like the, the CGI special effects are bad. The acting's bad, except for Ewan McGregor. Uh, the writing's awful. The comedy's awful. The syncing of all the CGI is just so, so bad. The makeup's bad. The hair is bad. The, <laughs> it's just, they're so, it's, it's just awful. But yeah. After that, it gets much better. Like once Anakin and Obi Wan leave each other for the last time as friends. Oh, dude, that was like that was it's a hard, cool like, line. Oh, man, it's crazy. And then you know, I li- I like when Obi Wan's on uh, what's that fucking Camino? Planet? No, not Camino. The Mustafar, not Mustafar. Fucking the one with the lizard. That oh, he rides with on. Uh, Grievous. With, yeah, with Grievous. I don't know the name. I like. I like that planet. I like the the fight with Grievous. It's a little little much, but it's still exciting. Even the even the lightsaber battle between Palpatine and Yoda was it was cool because you would just never expect to see a battle between Yoda and Palpatine. Yeah. Like so I mean it was it was cheesy and there's a lot of crap CGI in it, but it was still exciting to see. Arguably the two most powerful beings in the galaxy f- dueling with one another. It's like it's going crazy. back to that scene with Anakin and Obi Wan, where he says goodbye, old friend. Yeah, Dude, uh, that, that's one of the most powerful lines in all of Star Wars. Like literally, the next time he sees Anakin, he's pretty much Vader. Yeah, and like the is. way they're positioned, where Anakin's like above, and then Obi Wan's below, but later on it's switched, and Anakin's wearing a dark robe, and Obi Wan's wearing a light robe. Like I don't know if any of this is even like in in intentional, but damn, that was so good. It had to. I'm sure it was. There's no way. George Lucas is an idiot. So okay. So let's no, go back to let's go back to let's go back to talking about how bad Bite this movie tongue. is. Because first of all, this movie turned Padme into a joke. We we met Padme. And she was already like the toughest female lead that we've ever seen. Yeah. And then she yeah. abandons everything she values, including her life, just because Anakin turned a little bad. <laughs> Stupid. And they made her look ugly. Oh, she looks so bad in that scene. You're so beautiful. She turns around. She looks like a fucking monster. Oh, it's all... oh and then, man. And also, like, Order 66. So, like, after watching The Clone Wars, Order 66 meant a little bit more. Yeah. But this oh, movie, totally. it, like, took it away. Like, like without the context of 
that TV show, like you don't care about like these Jedi's die. Like you don't fucking care. Nobody cares. Yeah. They all die so stupid, except for the the big conehead guy, which I forgot his name. What's the conehead guy's name? Oh, I don't remember his name. Right now. But like the girl walking through like the the, the, the twilight forest, yeah, and then she's yeah. like, oh, and dies, and it's, like it's just so stupid. Yeah, I know. It has its ups and downs for sure. But uh, what what is your your number ten? My second to worst movie is The Last Jedi. Same here. Oh, dang. <laughs> Same here. The Last Jedi. <laughs> I couldn't put it at, at number two because there are some some really classic moments in this movie that outweigh Attack of the Clones. Yeah, but so there are also some really horrible, horrible parts. There's just there's too many things that just don't like I just don't care about character wise everything. Yeah, it's story story I just don't care about. It's it sucks. And then like with the new movie that came out, you could just take out Last Jedi entirely, pretend it never existed, and mm-hmm. like, who cares? And all the they characters only reference it like once. They only reference the p- previous movie once, I think. Yeah, and all the characters that we kind of meet and are supposed to be like big, like the dinosaur lady, and it's, like they're all the worst. They're all terrible. Yep. I don't care about anybody in this movie or anything in this movie. But I, uh, what I did really like about the Last Jedi was the uh, the lightsaber duel between Rey and and uh, Kylo, oh, and so then weird. when they were and then when they were fighting the the royal guards, and I liked that a lot. I thought it was great. It was a great great scene. But it also had that moment afterwards where Kylo and Rey, each of them kind of could have probably had their own way with the other one, but they chose not to. Yeah, and that kind of that kind of relationship bled into the next movie, which I kind of liked. Yeah, that's true. And I like their their whole force connection. That was a really cool plot, plot thing in there. It was plot thing. What am I trying to say right here? Plot point. A plot point. Yeah, there we go. Um, and of course, I mean, I think you can agree, and we can. Most people will agree, unless you're a real jerk off. Uh, Luke Skywalker. It's such a bummer. It's yeah. such a bummer. And anybody saying, "Oh, well, they tried something different." I don't give a fuck if they tried something different. That doesn't make something good. And that's the dumbest fucking thing anybody could say. But you can Trying try something different, different right? Like, when we first you met can, Yoda, but it doesn't he make was a bumbling good. idiot. And, but immediately turned on the, the, the Yoda charm and turned into the master that we're searching for. Luke never turned on the charm. There's nothing like that. Never did. The, the only good part of, of his character in that in The Last Jedi was when he was talking with Yoda's Force Ghost. That was the only time you got to see Luke actually be Luke. You know, like it was the only time you saw his true character. That whiny or how he come back how, and Yoda yeah, put him you know, in his place. Exactly. And it was just, it was so like heartwarming. And ah, uh, that was a great scene too. That was my second favorite scene. I movie. also like the scene where Luke was kind of projecting himself onto Kylo, but it was ruined by the shoulder brush. Oh yeah, yeah. Had that shoulder brush not been there, I thought that would have been one of the coolest scenes in the whole movie because Kylo's so angry, so irritated, and he goes to fight Luke, and Luke's not even there. But then Luke's shoulder brushes like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> oh, and also before we move on to the worst movie, um, General Hux, so bad. Yeah, awful. like he's such a embarrassingly like he, bad. He could have been. He seemed like he was going to be a pretty cool character in The Force Awakens. He had some good parts in that movie but then in this movie it's just the guy took a fucking 180 like all the characters took a 180 in this fucking movie or or like picked up on the worst aspects of each character and just only focused on those bad aspects it's just remarkable that this movie was even made it's oh god it's okay here we go with the worst movie the worst star wars movie possibly a bad a bad movie there's some good parts though like they're like so far none of the even like the last Jedi I wouldn't say it's like a bad movie but I don't know man Attack of the Clones is, that's the worst movie and it's it's kind of bad yeah it like overall it, it does have some cool moments uh like uh with the the asteroid belt when Obi Wan is chasing or Jango Fett's chasing Obi Wan and you know that that part was I think that that scene is the best scene in the whole movie. Just the soundscape, oh my, it's it's fantastic. Well, the sound of those bombs where it's like oh quiet, and then barrel. God, yeah, it cool. is so cool. And then I, I also like the like the when Obi Wan, Anakin, and Padme are are tied up in like the Coliseum kind of thing, ring, and the animals come. Out. You didn't like that? 
No, okay, so I like the concept of it because Anakin's there, and to his left is his master slash father, and to the right is the love of his life, right? So it's yeah. almost giving you like this foreshadowing of Anakin at some point in this battle will have to choose between the two. Mm-hmm. And that would have been cool, like if Anakin had to, I don't know. Even like if one it was, of them died. Yeah, they, like, even if he thought they were going to die, but they didn't die, but him forcing to choose between the two would have been so cool, but nothing happens and the pad makes somehow climbs all the way the fuck up there i don't know how that's right yeah she's the one who and then who she gets the scratched day. on her back but then her midriff like comes off oh, yeah. and then she's wearing like a tube top how does yeah. that make any sense it doesn't and she, she gets clawed she gets clawed by the like, the biggest gnarliest claw monster ever and there's, there's no blood nothing the biggest gnarliest claw monster ever. yeah that's a claw monster <laughs> but that's what that's what this movie is all about is this shady shady dialogue here it's 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 pretty bad. This is like Lucas at his best of writing shitty movies. Well, it's, I think like not only that, but like the CGI is the worst in this movie because there's it's so much. There's so much of it, and it, some of it's just not good. And you could just tell the actors don't really know where to talk and who to talk to. And I feel bad for the actors a lot yes. because they're not acting with anybody, or maybe just there's like no they're acting direction. with a prop. Yeah, and That's you know why I, I feel watched, bad for Hayden. I watched um, the Empire of Dreams documentary on on Disney Plus. It's like a two and a half hour documentary about like the original trilogy. It's actually really good, uh, and it, they were a lot of the actors were saying like George Lucas, when he directs a movie, like he doesn't tell you what to do. He expects you to know what to do, and then based on what you do, he says do it again. But he doesn't give you any sort of direction of what he wants. I think it's like to the point where like he wants you to get mad and then like get like a real emotion out of you. I think that's what it is. So that, that's, that's kind of how I think his, his style is like, he just lets people do what they do and then he picks and chooses what he wants. And that it, I mean that, that obviously worked in the original trilogy, but here it's, but in this, no, it didn't. This work. is like the worst of it too. And, and the writing seemed, it seemed rushed and it just seemed bad. And yeah. without having like a, like a clear, concise idea of what Anakin is supposed to be doing or what he wants all we get here is just a shitty romance story and it's absolutely awful and you it, there's no point in this movie where you think Anakin and Padme are cute together right no like in any romance movie you're like oh okay I could like you guys are cute together they're terrible they're there's awful n- zero chemistry there. and even in even in like the scenes where it's supposed to be kind of cute where they're like frolicking through the the, the grasslands and he's riding that <laughs> butt thing with two legs it's and he so falls ugly. down and they like roll around with each other and then he laughs like at, at no point did i think like oh that's so cute it was just like you guys are idiots this is so dumb this is so bad yeah it's straight bad Ugh. And the whole like like slow slow decline of Anakin in this movie could have been so much better. Like with the Tuscan Raiders, it was so poorly done. Like a child. Know? It really was. It it wasn't, and he, his acting was just so bad that it wasn't believable that he was mad that his mom died right in front of him. Ah, it was it was bad. But again, that's that's not entirely his fault though. No, it's not. It's not. You're right. Ah. <sighs> So yeah, I mean, I guess that's it. That's unless it. we got anything else to say. That's all I'm gonna say. Those are those are our rankings. I mean, mine are better than yours, but they're both pretty solid. We we matched up a lot there. Well, your rankings just consist of I'm gonna pick the old trilogy and then jumble around everything else, and then I'm gonna hate Attack of the Clones because that's what it, I mean. That's the truth. Yeah, I mean, I, I knew you were gonna do that clearly because you you just don't understand things if it's not the right know, way. If it's not old school or like the old movies, then you know it can't be as good. So that's okay, though. We'll get there one day. We'll grow up. Uh, and then your dumbass was acting like when I chose Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> like I was making it was God horrible thing. <laughs> so dumb. You played that one well. You played it really well. So good job. Um, so I guess that's it for the pod. This is, uh, do you have anything else to say? Should we wrap, no, it up? wrap it up? Should we end it? Hour long yeah. with no news. Or you just want to listen to the music? Okay. So I don't know if you're there or not, but I'm just going to turn the music up and then we're going to end it. So here we go. Goodbye.